Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture. With me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello, English learners, and welcome back to the podcast. This is Level Up English, and my name is Michael. Hope you're doing well. It's a kind of bright, cloudy day here today, and I am recording just before lunchtime, so I'm excited to go get my lunch in a minute. But before we do that, I've got a very, very useful episode for you today, and I'm going to be covering the IELTS exam. I get so many requests to do this, so many people suggesting this topic, and I, I'm in two minds about it. I have two opinions about it. Because on the one hand, I know many of you are studying for the IELTS exam and this content will hopefully be useful for you. But on the other hand, many of you are not. Most of you are not, in fact. And I know that some of you might be turned off by this topic. But I do want to kind of point out that I think one great thing about the IELTS exam is even if you're not going to take the exam, studying for the exam is actually quite helpful for your English. Many exams out there are actually not that helpful in terms of improving your English. You might just be ticking boxes, A, B, C or D or something very simple like that. But for the IELTS exam, I actually think a lot of the content is beneficial and you can learn a lot from listening and focusing on the exam. So I'm not suggesting that everyone takes the exam. I'm merely saying that hopefully this episode will be useful to you whether you're taking the exam or not. It might give you some ideas that you can implement into your English studies. But yeah, of course, it will be mostly focused on the exam. I want to give you that uh, warning right away. But we're going to start quite generally today. So many people ask me about how they can get a good score on the exam. And that's what I'm going to cover today. How you can get a good score, tips and tricks to pass the exam and get your desired grade. But I will make another episode in the future about each question type. So I think I might do an episode for tricks and tips on improving your listening, improving your reading and the different skills in IELTS. I think that'll be a future project for me. But today it's going to be more general. I'm going to be covering each type, like listening, reading, speaking, writing, but it will be more general. It won't be so specific today. I might mention this again at the end, but just before we get into it today, maybe it's a good time to give a shout out to my IELTS training course over at Level Up English. It's included in the membership, no extra cost to you. You can take part in the IELTS training course, which has many, many lessons and practice questions and tips on how you can pass the exam. You're welcome to reply and do your own practice in the course to get feedback on that as well. And it's done by myself and Esan. Esan, who was on the podcast before, and he is a trained professional IELTS examiner. So I think it's a really good course. I think that could help you a little bit more with your IELTS exam. 
And as always, that can be found at levelupenglish.school and the members button right at the top of the page. So let's get into some general advice for the exams now. So the first one I came up with is one that I see everyone getting wrong. And this is start preparing as early as you can. So I get, I used to get them much more, emails of people saying, my exam is in two weeks, can you help me? And I, I will never say no. I will say that if you have the time, I'll do my best to help you. But I can't promise we're going to make much progress because two weeks is just not enough. I think Esan once said he recommended six months to prepare for the exam. As much time as you can prepare for is better, really. If you're going to take the exam, maybe plan it for a year ahead. You know, take it next year, for example. Really, really prepare in advance. And it sounds like a lot of time, but if you break it down, it's not that much time. If you consider there are four areas of the exam. Now, let's just say for easy maths, you're going to say, I'm going to study for 100 days. That's so many days. I've got loads of time. But there's speaking, writing, listening, reading. That's maybe 25 days for each one. Already got a lot shorter. 25 days, just over three weeks to study for the entire reading exam, right? And then if you break it down even more, you've got different parts. You've got writing part one, writing part two, and different things like that. For listening exam, you've got many different question types. There are many types of questions on the listening exam. And if you break it down over 25 days, it's actually not that much. You don't actually have much practice. You might have just one or two days practicing one type. And it isn't that much. So it's really good if you can have as much time as possible in advance of your exam. My next tip is to, as always in English, try to make that routine. See if you can do a little bit every day. Do practice exams every day. There are many online, in textbooks, things like that. Do like one practice question, one practice exam each day if you can. And consider recording your progress, recording your scores, so you can track your progress along the way. Maybe if you put it all together, you can see over time your score is getting higher and higher. And that could be quite motivating to see. And if there is an area where your score is not getting higher, then you know that's the place you need to focus on more as a priority. My next tip is that it doesn't have to be exam content. Many people make the mistake of thinking they have to find IELTS exam content to study for. And of course, that will be good for understanding the questions and the exam structure better. But again, because IELTS is a fairly good exam, you can do anything. You can do any listening, like this podcast, any speaking, any reading, any writing, that will all be good practice. And it might be a good idea as well to learn about the kind of topics that is often included in the exam. Maybe the environment, maybe science or travel, tourism, family, uh, something like that. Think about these topics and maybe you can read up more about them to improve your vocabulary, improve your skills, your knowledge, all that kind of stuff. But one of the biggest tips I give people who ask me this question for IELTS is 
We will be right back to the Level Up English podcast after a short break. I'm Michael Severs, the writer, producer, and creator of The Silver King's War, a podcast series about my father's Second World War as a B-26 bombardier. Stanley L. Silverfield, a first lieutenant in the United States Army Air Corps from Birmingham, Alabama, rode in the nose the greenhouse of the famed Martin Marauder. You can find The Silver King's War wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget there are two parts of the exam. One part involves improving your English. Right, You need to have a high level of English to get a high grade in the exam, of course. But that is not enough. In fact, if a native speaker, like someone from England, took the exam, they may not get nine marks. They may not get full marks. They might get you know, eight, 8.5 or something like that. And this is because although their English is good, native level, they are not familiar with the exam structure. So they don't know exactly what the exam is asking them to do. So it's really important that you understand the structure, the format of the exam. You can get a good overview by just typing in on Google IELTS exam format and go to their official website. There's a good overview there. But really practice with the the time constraints and the question types and all those different things. And you really get a good idea of what it's asking you to do. So don't neglect one of them. It's kind of 50-50. You need to practice both of them. Kind of following on from that point is one that many people won't consider, but many IELTS teachers and trainers will do this with you. And this is to familiarise yourself with the marking criteria. So for the exam, there are different criteria that you're marked on. One of them might be coherence, how coherent you are. One of them might be a bit more vocabulary and grammar, pronunciation, depending on what question you're doing. So it's really important to know what you're going to be marked on in order to get a good score. And then you can compare a low mark to a medium score to a high score, right? And you can see what they want you to do. So you can find this quite easily on Google. Again, just type in IELTS marking criteria and you can see some examples there. And this now leads on to my next point, which is if you can get a tutor or someone to train you and practice with you for the exam. I think this goes such a long way of taking the stress out of it. What I do in my IELTS lessons, for example, is go through different skills that you need to prepare for the exam using some kind of PowerPoint presentations. So we we build up your skills in your weak areas, and usually. I would set a question as homework. The student can practice what they learnt in the lesson as homework, and that can then be reviewed together at the beginning of the following lesson. And I find this way is quite effective, but see, it just gives us that structure. So you've got someone you can ask questions to, can give you feedback on your progress, on your weak areas, and it also gives you the structure so you know where to go next. So if you can afford it, get a tutor. It's a really good idea. It's an investment, right? You're paying a lot for the exam, you're paying for the teacher, but you're investing in your future. Of course, it is expensive though. So if you cannot afford it, don't worry. It's not essential. It's just a really good idea. 
When it comes to the questions themselves, I would recommend start doing practice questions from day one. Just start the practice questions right away and get a feel for them, get in the habit of doing them, and eventually start to time yourself. So get used to the time limits, the time constraints of the exam. So you want to set a timer and try to, say, finish your writing in that allotted time. The first time you try it, honestly, you probably won't get it in time. Don't feel bad about it. I recommend keep trying day after day after day. And your goal is to get that time lower and lower and lower until you are well within the time limit. Okay, I will make an episode in the future on how you can approach each specific question type and tactics on how you can do it more quickly. But I think that's one good trick is you can just keep timing yourself and trying to lower your level every day, lower that time limit every day. My next tip, I think I mentioned it before, very simply, focus on your weak areas. It's very tempting, right, in English to want to focus on what you're good at because what you're good at is more fun. But really, you want to see what you're really bad at. Maybe what you hate as well is probably going to be the same. And focus on that as much as you can. Give more attention to that, right, if you're bad at that. And if you have taken some exam before, or maybe you have taken a practice exam, you can also see by your score which score was the lowest. Maybe it was writing or reading. Focus on that one a little bit more. Here's another thing that I like to do in my lessons, and that is look at example answers online to get an idea of what is expected of you. And then you can study these. So they're not always going to be perfect. Keep that in mind. But it gives you some idea, right? There's many examples online. If you just search for IELTS exam, let's say writing part two, example answer. And then you can see the structure of their answer. You can see what, you know, why they, why you think it might be good. Could be good vocabulary. Could be good grammar included. Good structure. Think about that stuff, and then try to emulate that, copy that for yourself without cheating, right? So those are my general tips for you for the exam. A bit more specific now. Let's say in reading for the reading exam, I think it's one of the hardest ones in my opinion, and. As I said before, get familiar with the common topics of the exam. So any reading that you do in these areas, as I mentioned before, environment, science, tourism, family, memories, hobbies, that kind of stuff, work. Try to expand your vocabulary in these areas. So if you have like this daily reading practice, you can be learning vocabulary every day, which will help you in the exam because there will be. Many many words that you do not know, probably. A really good tip for the exam, but I think maybe generally as well, is to get in the habit of reading without relying on a dictionary. So this is the skill of guessing the meaning of a word based on the context of the sentence. And yeah, what I would normally recommend is you read it twice if you like. The first time. Don't use any dictionary. Try to read it and understand as much as you can. The second time, you can use a dictionary. You can, if it's really, really stuck and you're not sure what it means, then you can use it. But sometimes I found this myself. You know, when I'm reading in my Japanese, for example, there'll be a word 
that I'm not so sure what it means. And then I quickly go to the dictionary to find out. But then sometimes I force myself not to use that dictionary. I say, no, put it away. I'm going to really focus on this. So I, I think about the context. What could this mean? Okay, it's a verb. It probably is talking something to do with this topic. I kind of guess. Also, whether it is Japanese or English, you can also kind of see what that word is constructed of. So you have some kind of prefix or suffix that you can guess or something like that. And you can often guess the meaning of the word if you really put your mind to it. And that's a really important skill in the exam is getting comfortable with not knowing the meaning because that's what native speakers do. When I read a book in English, I don't know all the words. There are some words that are new for me. And to be honest, I don't always, well, I don't often look them up. I just kind of go, yeah, it's not important. I can get, I can tell from the context, it's not an important word. So get comfortable with that because that will happen in the exam. You will not know every word and that's fine. Again, when it comes to your reading practice, try to focus on academic texts if you can, especially if you're taking the academic exam and focus on subjects that you're less comfortable with. You know, don't just focus on the ones that you really enjoy. Focus on some harder ones that you're not so familiar with. When you are reading, it's a good idea to practice underlining key words. So when there's some important information, put a line underneath it to help you identify what the important parts are. And this is something that you can also do in your exam as well. And the final tip for reading is to practice different reading techniques, which you can do in your exam practice, such as skimming, scanning, and more kind of intensive reading. So if you're skimming, you're kind of looking over a text very quickly to find the general gist, the meaning of the text. If you're scanning, you're looking for one specific piece of information. This is such an important skill in IELTS. You might have to scan for a name. And it's a really good skill to look for these capital letters to find someone's name in a big chunk of text. Or maybe the question will be, you know, when was this person born? You have to scan the text looking for numbers really quickly. It's a really good skill. For listening, for the listening exam, I just have one tip for now, which is to familiarise yourself with different accents. So you might want to practice listening to British, American, Australian and New Zealand accents. Okay. Hear them, try to get used to them. And if you're not comfortable with one of them, maybe you want to put a bit more focus onto that one so you don't have any surprises in the exam. Speaking exam is quite scary for many people. It's the shortest one, about 14 minutes maximum, but it is quite scary. So one tip is to stay calm. Right, Easier said than done, but practicing will help you be calmer. The more you practice, the more you can focus on staying calm, not worrying. The day before the exam, rather than trying to cram as much as you can into your studies, try just to focus on being calm, you know, meditating, go for a walk, think about the big picture. It's not the end of the world. It's just an exam, small part of your life, not a big deal. Like, Get calm, get in that mindset of being calm, comfortable, confident. I think that's always a good way to go before the exam, but that's my preference anyway. When it comes to your speaking practice, 
try to get in the habit of expanding your answers. If someone asks you a question, if you're practicing for the exam and recording your voice, maybe they say, do you like to cook? If you just said yes, that's not a good answer. That's a terrible answer. But you might want to say, oh yes, I love to cook. In fact, it was just yesterday I cooked a huge roast dinner for my family and everyone loved it. So it was a great success. That would be a very good answer because I expanded on my simple yes a little bit more. Get in the habit of doing that with things like because, in fact, which. Use these words to expand on your sentence a bit more. My final tip here, which is for speaking, is one that I think is useful for anyone. And this is to speak English before you go into the exam room. Try to ease into it. To ease into something is to gradually do something slowly rather than just doing it suddenly and shocking yourself. So if you have an English lesson, it's much better if you can practice speaking English, even to yourself, 15 minutes before you start. Because it's much, much harder to go from you know, your native language or thinking in your native language and instantly change to English. So you need to warm up, just like you do with exercise, warm up your, your brain to think in English before the exam. That's a great thing you can do. Okay, I think I'll leave it there for now. Don't forget to join me on the private podcast this week. So for you members, on Friday, I'm going to make a private podcast about vocabulary for the IELTS exam. I can talk about some really useful phrases on vocabulary. And of course, this will be useful for anyone because if it's useful for the exam, it's useful for real life as well. But yeah, see you there on Friday. You can gain access to the private podcast if you become a member at levelupenglish.school or click the link in the podcast show notes. You can also gain access to the IELTS course. So becoming a member, you have these two things already. You have the IELTS course, you can study with me over there and you can listen to the private podcast and many more things. But okay, let's look at a couple of podcast reviews now. I've got one from Garda Mustafa. Mustafa. Don't know how you pronounce it, but Mustafa, Mustafa, who is from the UAE. And they said, I'm always here listening to you all. Thank you for all really good heart. Thank you very much, Garda. Might have butchered your name, but hopefully I got it okay. Thank you for that. One more here from Abdelmonem5 in Saudi Arabia, who says, You are so amazing. The episode about philosophy was very beautiful. And when I heard it, I immediately remembered about my religion and called it. I am a Muslim. Such as not looking at the property of others and being satisfied with what you have. I hope you read a little about Islam because it will agree with your nature. Ah. Yeah, I mean, obviously I have many Muslim followers and students, so I hear about it quite a lot. But I'm really glad that you were able to find that link between the philosophy episode I did and, and your faith, your religion as well. So thank you very much, Abdel Monem, for that nice review. Let's just finish one more quick one from 
Asramogfes. Lots of letters. A S R H H M O O Q S V. Who just says, nice work. I'm new here. Nice podcast. Thank you very much. I'm pretty much caught up now. So if you leave a review, I should be able to read it on the next episode because I don't have any more that I can see here for now. And remember, this has to be on Apple Podcasts because that is the one that I tend to check. But if you leave a review somewhere else too, like Spotify or CastBox or whatever, that's also amazing. So thank you. But yes, so let's look at a quote to inspire you for the exam today. This one is, success is the sum of small efforts repeated day in and day out. In other words, if you want to be successful, it's small things you can do on a daily basis. Good for life tips, but also for the exam. Little bit every day, you will get some success. Get that routine going. One question a day, okay? Okay, well, thank you for listening. Hope you liked it. And I'll see you maybe on Friday, on Saturday, on Wednesday. Who knows? I've got so many podcasts coming out, but I'll see you at some point soon. Thank you and see you then. You have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, then please go to levelupenglish.school forward slash podcast. That's levelupenglish.school slash podcast. And I'll answer your question on a future episode. Thanks for listening.